everyone welcome to a different world thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode i am your host sash and this week we are going to talk about domestic violence la raison pour laquelle je voulais aborder ce sujet c'est principalement parce que j'ai vu beaucoup de gens partager leur opinion sur la chose plusieurs ont démontré leur incompréhension leur tristesse face aux tragédies et d'autres ont questionné the reason why women would stay in that kind of relationship et plusieurs ont dit qu'ils ne pourraient jamais se retrouver dans cette, dans une situation similaire which is why i wanted to talk about it because i've seen uh, i think it is very insensitive to say stuff like that and um yeah i wanted to share some knowledge that i've gained um in the past donc uh, pour ceux qui ne me connaissent pas j'ai déjà travaillé dans un centre de femmes battues last year, last year and the, the year before. Uh, I've spent two summers there and it was honestly, it was a really a good experience. J'ai appris beaucoup um, sur les femmes, sur la cause des femmes, sur uh, la violence qui peut être faite aux femmes. And I wanted to share that, to take a moment to share that knowledge and to raise that discussion because I've seen Again, I've seen a lot of people saying insensitive stuff and I feel like you never know who is going through a similar situation in your surrounding. Donc, avant de commencer, je voulais prendre le temps de pay my respect to the victims of violence um, in Québec. Donc, nous avons Rebecca Harry, Nadège Jolicoeur, Myriam Dallaire et Sylvie Bisson, Marley Edouard. Nancy Roy et Elisabeth Engma. I want to take a moment to pray for their families and to pay my respect. I don't know what it, it's like to lose someone from domestic violence, from that kind of violence. I can only imagine uh, the type of sadness they are going through, especially losing someone in that kind of situation. Comme j'ai dit, je vais prendre le temps de justement pay my respect, pray for them before we begin. Donc, euh, comme je vous ai dit, je vais partager quelques informations. Like, I'm not an expert, ok? I'm not an expert, but I feel like I have gained some knowledge um, on domestic violence en travaillant là-bas. And I, th I think I can just share that with you guys. Premièrement, I want to um, I want to talk about the different forms of violence that um, exist. So the first one is psychological violence. We have verbal abuse, physical violence, sexual violence, social, economic, and spiritual abuse. Donc, euh, je sais que les trois derniers sont ceux qui sont, je veux dire, le moins connus, le moins compris. Just because we, when we think about like domestic violence, souvent les gens vont penser à uh, physical, sexual, or even psychological. People tend to forget about this one. Mais les sept sont tout autant um, importants et detrimental to someone's well-being. Um, comme j'ai dit, economic, spiritual, and social are the ones that are neglected, but ils sont tout aussi importants. Uh, spiritual abuse, I want to maybe spend like a few minutes on that. I feel like it is often overlooked. Like I said, uh, I remember when I was working in the shelter, 
I had a woman. Uh, she she was very. Um, I want to say that she was very traumatized. Mais elle n'a pas nécessairement vécu de la violence physique. Elle a vécu beaucoup de violence spirituelle. Um, and her partner used to use her religion against her in her apartment. Elle avait des petits coins où est-ce que, like, she was worshipping and just, like, uh, practicing her religion. And her partner used to come and destroy the little corner that she had to worship to celebrate her religion. And stuff, and that's very overlooked. Another example that can be used is just like men using religion, using God and the devil as a way to, you know, like to abuse a woman. And I think, yeah, I think we we don't often think about those things, but it's really important. Like, les gens vont utiliser n'importe quoi pour te manipuler. Et c'est la même chose pour la violence sociale. I know, like. Le premier réflexe quand on a un proche qui vit ce genre de violence, c'est de vouloir les sortir de là. Like we want to, we want to help them. We want to, we want them to be happy. We want them to be um, safe. And I feel like sometimes it can be frustrating to see our close one just going back uh, to those kind of relationships after helping them. Puis c'est ce que la personne qui fait subir la violence veut. Elle veut justement isoler euh, la victime, les garder dans un cocon, dans une bulle, pour pouvoir mieux la contrôler. Like, it's all about control. That's what they want. They want to control their, the victim. They want to be able to keep them in a bubble. And that is exactly why I think it was important to talk about the different forms of violence. The second thing that I wanted to bring up is the cycle of violence. C'est drôle parce que I really feel like I'm teaching a class right now. Mais uh, comme j'ai dit, c'est juste pour pas que je vois des tintins sur mon feed ever again. Genre des gens qui, qui sont pas aware of what they're saying. Autant les filles que les gars. So, um, as I said before, the second thing that I wanted to bring up is the cycle of violence. So la première phase, phase one, is climate of tension. Um, so there's a lot of tension at home. Like you don't, you feel like you can't really say anything, do anything without asking. You feel like you're walking on eggs. Like the attitude of the aggressor is very tense. He's very controlling. And the victim is like doubting herself. Like she's scared, afraid, anxious, and paralyzed. Et c'est comme ça que tu sais que tu es dans la phase 1. La phase 2 is crisis. So this is where the aggressor is actually um, committing the violence, like the act of violence. And c'est à ce moment-là qu'il explose. Like during phase 2, the victim feels desperate, outraged, demolished, obviously sad, angry. Phase 3 is justification. So, of course, the, the aggressor invalidates the victim, um, minimizes his behavior. He denies any responsibility, comme s'il avait rien fait. Puis il accuse la victime. Il dit qu'il était stressé and stuff. Si t'avais écouté, it would have never happened, blah, blah, blah. BS, basically. Et 
The last one is honeymoon phase. Et je pense que c'est à cette phase-là que les gens um, ressentent de l'incompréhension. They don't really understand why, like, the victim would stay. But that's because the, the aggressor basically expresses regret and promises to not repeat his actions. Puis il devient attentionné et c'est à ce moment-là qu'il devient also like affectionate, gifts, kisses, sex and stuff. And um, c'est à ce moment-là que la victime a beaucoup d'espoir. Like she thinks it's a one-time thing or it's the last time. He's not gonna do that again. Like she really has hope, you know? Puis at the end of the day, les raisons pour lesquelles une femme reste, surtout um, dans le honeymoon phase, is because she is scared. Like she's scared of the consequences. It could be like death threats, um, stalking, um, les menaces de retirer les enfants. Il y, a, il y a des femmes qui doutent de leur capacité to regain control of their lives because they lack self-esteem or self-confidence. They believe that there's only one man that can love, that can love them. Je veux dire, à, yo, à quel point c'est common to feel like that? Je veux dire, même des femmes qui n'ont jamais vécu de la violence, peuvent penser la même chose. So, à combien plus forte raison, like a victim that has clearly some issues can feel like that. Um, also, she believes the justifications of her partner. She believes that she was responsible for the violence. She hopes that if she becomes a better woman, the violence will stop. She thinks that she can change or save him. Guys, like... How many times did we think we could change a man? You know? Ça arrive à tout le monde. Je veux dire, of course, je souhaite ça à personne, la violence conjugale. But I feel like we have room to be empathetic, to be understanding. Et aussi, ça peut être parce que la victime, like she has no social network. She may have been isolated from her friends, from her family. Puis c'est pour ça que j'ai dit tantôt, c'est important de rester um, aux côtés d'une victime. And as a friend, ça peut être énervant de voir son ami, sa sœur, ses proches retourner dans les griffes de l'agresseur. But at the same time, there's no place for judgment. Like, we should take this opportunity and be there. Et être une épaule pour pleurer, pour écouter. C'est sûr que vous ne voulez pas que votre proche tolère la violence, mais en même temps... Si c'est le seul moyen de garder ce contact avec vos proches, then it's worth it to be there for them, to be an ear, a shoulder to cry on. And une autre chose qu'on avait l'habitude de dire aux victimes qui nous appelaient à travers SOS Violence Conjugale, c'était de, de préparer un sac de secours. So basically, anything that has to do with social security card, any... ID, passport, des trucs importants qu'ils peuvent prendre et partir le jour où ça va être too much. And je trouve que c'est important aussi de mentionner qu'une victime, like, she never stays with her violent partner because she likes it. Basically, there's always other reasons why they stay. Donc ça, ce sont les choses que je voulais partager avec vous aujourd'hui. Just because I feel like it's fundamental 
to understand at least why someone would stay in that cycle and what is the cycle of violence. Et encore une fois, pensez jamais qu'une victime reste dans une relation de violence because she likes it. Pour finir, je veux aussi mentionner que les hommes aussi vivent de la violence conjugale, que ça peut être très difficile parce que les hommes sont moins portés à dénoncer leur agresseur. Puis si vous connaissez des hommes autour de vous qui vivent ce genre de violence, listen to them, be, the, be a support, don't laugh because it's a man that is going through some stuff, be there for them, um, tell them to talk to someone else. Comme moi, par exemple, j'ai déjà eu un homme qui a appelé au centre où est-ce que je travaillais and he was, he was very like sad and very depressed parce que sa femme n'arrêtait pas de lui faire subir de la violence verbale. And I know, like, even in the Haitian community, some women just yell all the time. All the time. And sometimes we can think that, is, that it's, like, a cultural thing. Mais quand tu y penses, il y a vraiment des hommes qui souffrent à cause de ça mentalement. It can be very hard for them to just function on a daily basis. So definitely, faites attention à ce genre de choses. Um, so this is it for me for this week's episode. I hope um, y'all learned something. If you have any comments or questions, just let me know through Instagram. And again, thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed week, y'all.